0: What's up people? Adam Hunter here giving you a brand new podcast on Rockfin because you endorse me on rockfin.com forward slash Adam Hunter. Today we're talking to a girl who is ranked number six in the world as an amateur. She's got her first pro fight coming up. Her name is Katie Perez. Can't wait to talk to her. Beautiful, half Cuban, fun, energetic, awesome. This girl's the future. Let's talk to Katie Perez right now. Trap, 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 to Hey, hey, what's up? So, what's
1: up? This is Katie Perez. Sorry, I got the times messed up.
0: I was in a. The- California, and then I went to, I'm in South Carolina now, and I got a baby, and she's one, and I, I don't even know where I am half the time. But, <laughs> no worries. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, thanks, and you?
0: Good, 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 good. So I uh, your, I guess your manager reached out to me. He said, uh, he said I got this, this blue chip fighter, Katie Perez. She's ready for her pro debut. She's four and one. Is, is, this, is this all true? Yep. So tell me about yourself. So where did you grow up?
1: Okay, so um, I was born in South Dade County, Miami. Uh, grew up in Summerfield, North Carolina. Um, you pretty no much, or? Uh a brat No, no. Uh, my no. family just didn't want to raise kids in Miami. If you've right. been there, you might know why. <laughs> uh, so I grew up kind of in like a rural area of the, the Piedmont of North Carolina. It's kind of like dead center of the state. Um. I went to University of the Mountains, and I've recently, in the last few years, moved back to the Greensboro area, where I've been living and training and working. Got it. I've actually I've been to Greensboro. I've done the Greensboro
0: Comedy Zone a couple times.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, that's You've a fun
0: Yeah. So, did you, um, when you were growing up, did you play sports? Were you like a tomboy? Did you do uh, wrestling? Like, any combat sports, cheerleading?
1: Um. Well, I always did. So I I did martial arts when I was uh, pretty young. My brother, my big brother, started classes and I sort of copied everything he did. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: So I got into Chinese Kempo through Mike Carr Karate, which is a fairly big school here in Greensboro. Um, I always wanted to wrestle in high school, but my dad was like kind of against the idea of me rolling around in singlets with a bunch of high school guys. And in hindsight, I mean, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I'm like, I wish I'd had that experience but um right it's, now, all, is, it's all good because I I ended up doing jiu-jitsu through high school anyhow. Got it. Now what is Chinese Kempo? Um Chinese Kempo is a um it's kind of derived from Northern Shaolin Kung Fu, so it's a it's a Chinese art. Um it's characterized by really short, sharp um movements. It's a pretty aggressive style. Um yeah, so it's it's a more traditional martial art, you know, like we wore full gis and belts and things like that it was a pretty um big deal it was really balanced you know we had uh striking for you know obviously like more like point firing than mma but uh we had grappling and we also did uh katas or forms if you've done traditional martial arts those like long form uh series of moves that you memorize right to, um so i mean i had a pretty sort of balanced martial arts experience you know very traditional format. Um, and then when I was uh, right around 14, they introduced a Brazilian jiu-jitsu program and grappling had always been my favorite part of Kempo. So I, I still did Kempo, you know, I stuck it out and I became an instructor in the school. But um, I, my my favorite class that I looked forward to was uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And that's really what brought me back into martial arts. So I took some time off, you know, in college, I was focusing on my degrees and I was working a lot, had a bunch of life stuff go down, and I sort of fell away from, well, exercising in general, but martial arts, um, which always felt like this huge hole in my life. You know, martial arts was uh, very much at the center of myself, of my identity uh, that I was comfortable with. And so not training was... Definitely a mistake, <laughs> which uh, I, I became aware of, you know, when I came back to it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I can breathe again. Um, yeah, so you know, I finally have it.
0: I know that you really wanted it to begin with, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what kind of life stuff went down? This is, I guess mean, that's, that's a pretty big statement, life stuff <laughs> like, I mean, That's fair. <laughs> I mean, what happened?
1: Um you cool. know, kind of like, you know, run-of-the-mill general crazy stuff. Like, uh, obviously, I went to college and graduated.
0: Uh, Boyfriends or, or girlfriends, or was it
1: partying uh, well, too much, or drugs, or like that kind of stuff? Um. Okay. So, so not so much partying and drugs because I was a uh, sort of socially anxious sort of person. You know, it was, it's funny because I did theater and everyone thought I was pretty extroverted, but you know, in re- in reality, all I wanted was to like curl up with a book at home.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'm pretty pretty much a awkward socially anxious person but um so definitely not so much the partying um but I you know did get into a serious relationship and got to the point where we got engaged uh to a you know a a great guy that I have uh really fond memories of and I hope he's doing well it was just one of those things that it, it wasn't right you know we were sort of stagnating into the same person instead of growing and challenging each other and developing and you know, you're you know early mid twenties. That's the time you really want to be doing that. You know, you want to be growing. That you should always be growing as a person and developing. The I've
0: ever heard in my entire life. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, it was it was still emotionally tough because you know there's a, all that feeling there. There's you know, all those, those those bonds that you you tie between people. Um, right. If you spend any any length of time together, even if it's not romantic, you know when you spend a lot of time with somebody, you 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 have these bonds between you, and any time that is strained or breaks or is pulled apart, um, it's painful. So, yeah, I mean, it was an emotional time for me, but it was also probably the healthiest single choice I've ever made.
0: So, breaking um, up with him?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: All right. So, you broke up with him. You guys were engaged. We're going to get married. You're like, all right, this is not where I want to go. I need to get back into fighting.
1: Yep. Pretty much. And, uh, threw myself headlong into it. Um, I was extremely fortunate to have an amazing gym culture. You know, um, our our coach, Graham prue he's awesome. Um, not just as an instructor, like someone who teaches you how to punch and kick and choke people, but like as a, as a true coach, you know, like he knows his students, he knows their lives, he knows their ups and their downs, what makes all of us tick. And, uh, Promotes this really supportive environment where we're all there to help each other grow, to challenge each other, to support each other, and um, it's a really beautiful, amazing experience with this, this camaraderie. You know, it's um, it's awesome.
0: And I love, I love it. it. I love that too. All right, so now we're so now we're living in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and you're teaching full time, or you have a day job, or dancing um, so- with a, a, a stripper. What's going on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely not dancing. So when I did theater, musical theater, uh, I was uh, – I loved acting, and I, I loved singing, even though I was really, like, shy about it. Um, yep. And my my professors will tell you that I tried to dance. Like, she tried very hard, is what they'll say. Um, but <laughs> I could never have been called a dancer. So that's not not a – available life opportunity for me no no i I got you okay. uh, but it, my day job is actually it's been a number of things um I used to work a million part part-time jobs and I'm super fortunate now to have one full time job with uh j and j specialty metals. I'm an iron worker for them, so i you know we mostly assemble stairs and railings, things like that for structures yep, so um I do a lot of cutting grinding, welding hauling steel um and that's my day. So it's it's a lot of fun because it's it's always building something. You know, I get to leave the job site seeing something created that wasn't there before that I get to nice. be a part of. And uh, it's it's physically demanding work, which is good for my my training. You know, as far as staying in shape, staying strong because um, I have to, or it won't be safe for me to go to work. Of course. And um, the best part of it all is my honestly, my boss is like one of the most supportive people of ever met and had the, the great fortune of having in my life. You know, he's really understanding of my, my training schedule of the demands of say cut week or, you know, right before, right after a fight, um, the time off required. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I work with really great people. The crew is awesome. And my boss is incredible. Um, I really appreciate him and all he does for me as far as letting me train, um, and making, letting me make a schedule that works for me. But um, yeah, so that's that's what I do. I'm Ironworker.
0: Okay. All right, look, you're—I mean, you seem like a real badass. You're a fighter. You're you're a welder. Uh, uh-huh. you're, you're tough as hell. You're beautiful, by the way. I mean, you're a oh <laughs> very, very attractive woman. Uh, beyond attractive. So, I can see uh, why the men go crazy over you. Yeah, uh-huh. I can see why they want to marry you at a very young age. Um, <laughs> now well, are uh... you uh, okay? Now. Uh now when is this first pro fight? Uh let me say that one more time, I'm sorry, the phone broke up. Oh, no worries. When is the first pro fight you're gonna have?
1: So we're looking at November right now. Um there are a number uh on the table, you know, we've kind of been discussing and, and working things out with my coach who's um also my manager, you know, he's helping me figure out what the, the best course of action is. I uh, we've had a few false starts where people agreed to fight and then pulled out or had an injury or, you know, any number of reasons, um, for things not happening. So, you know, I don't, I I will go ahead and say, I don't have anything set in stone right now. Um, and I'm still, I'm going to say I'm open to opportunities. Uh, my coach is, is really handling all of that for me though. And it, which is super, I super appreciate it because it keeps the stress off of me. Um, and it lets me just focus on training and being in my best shape, being in the best place mentally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much looking at, at November right now.
0: Now, do we want to fight in Invicta or LFA? Are we looking at King of the Cage? Horizon? Um, Where are we looking at?
1: I would be happy to fight pretty much anyone anyway. <laughs> at this point. Um, you know, we've had a bit of, like I said, a bit of difficulty setting up my next fight. Um, finding, uh, there's not a whole lot of, of women in my weight class, um, or just people in general. <laughs> we're, we're small people. But, um, that you know are, are, are active fighters and then anytime that there's you know injuries or or you know cross scheduling or for whatever reason people can't come through um so yeah i mean at, at this point i'd be happy to fight for any promotion obviously i've got my sights set high i just want to see how far i can take it you know i'm i'm, I'm not doing nma as a hobby i'm not doing it for fun i'm doing it for a career. I uh, I love it. I'm very passionate about it. I want to fight as much as possible. I recognize there's a a time limit on this sport. I'm not going to be able to do it forever, and uh, I want to get the most out of it. How old are you as, now? As much time as I get. I'm 26.
0: 26. And you're a black belt in Kempo Karate.
1: Mhm.
0: And what belt are you in Jiu Jitsu?
1: I am a purple belt in Jiu Jitsu.
0: Purple belt in BJJ. All right. And how's your how's your wrestling? Is that is that one of your strong suits?
1: Um. As far as strong suits go, I've always always focused on, on just being comfortable everywhere. Um, if a fight is, is standing up, cool. I enjoy that. I enjoy the striking. If uh, it goes to the clinch, if it goes to the ground, I'm confident in my ground game. I'm confident in my striking ability in my clinch game. Uh, really, I mean, this is going to sound kind of like, I don't know, maybe inelegant or brutish, but I just I just love to fight. Um, there's no, not like whoa, a whoa. single yeah, part you're of that's it. So
0: eloquent, so brutish. Whoa! <laughs> Come on, you're supposed to love the fight. What are you? What are you stop being so modest. It's gonna get you noticed. <laughs> okay, listen. You gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta be confident. That that's great. That's what people
1: want to see. Okay. Well, I mean, I am definitely confident. It's uh, I guess it's more expressing that or figuring. out. I mean, like again, like, it's not about having a strong suit for me. You know, if if. I, I'm not a game planner. You know, our our, our whole gym, uh, nobody nobody game plans. Our game plan is to be the best and scariest fighter that you can be come fight day. You know, it's, uh, it's not about like, okay, so my opponent's a wrestler, so I'm going to do a lot of counter wrestling. I'm going to do a lot of takedown defense and this and that. And then she comes out the gate swinging hard, and it's like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. So it doesn't make <laughs> any sense
0: yeah.
1: for me to plan my fighting around someone else because my plan is to not let them do what they want to do anyway. You know, so I'm just going to, I'm going to play my game and, uh, have, have my fun.
0: Got it. No, I love this. Now you're three and one. You have three finishes.
1: Um, I'm a four and one. I have three finishes and one decision.
0: And then your loss was by,
1: uh, was by submission.
0: What happened?
1: Um, to be a hundred percent honest, and this is taking nothing away from my opponent because Samantha Seth is a great fighter. Uh, I, you know, enjoy her blog. She's a great, um, writer and has some really cool things to say about the sport, about life, things like that. So I have a lot of respect for her now as a person, um, going into that fight, I had, I was afraid. I was afraid of her because I'd seen her grappling at jujitsu when she was a purple belt and I was a blue belt. And I like looked up to her, I put her on this pedestal and, uh, I kind of, I made her a bigger, scarier opponent than she was, which, and again, taking nothing away from her because she definitely is a talented fighter. She wouldn't be doing what she's doing. Um, But I went to that, into that fight with all fear and no respect. And then the, you know, the bell goes off and we're fighting and I realized, Oh, she's, she's a human. She's a fighter like me, you know, two arms, two legs and a head. There's nothing special or magical or crazy or weird going on here. It's just, Two people fighting, and I lost all of my fear, but I didn't have respect built up yet because, you know, that's normally part of the process—is ha- having that respect for your opponent. And because that wasn't in place, I made stupid mistakes, and she capitalized. And uh, you know, again, complete respect to her; she did everything she should have done, and she caught me in an armbar. Um, well,
0: it sounds like you learned a lot from that, and it also sounds—and you know what—and it was an amateur fight, so it was, it was. That's what for: amateur fights before this. To and, no, well, you know
1: yeah i mean all things told it was probably the best thing that could have happened to me um and my, my reasoning for that is you know not just the recognition of that the fact that you know the thing that that burns to me about that fight is i don't know what a fight against her feels like because i lost it before i even walked out i lost that fight in my mind before i ever walked out to the cage so sure, I feel like I cheated as you know,
0: both. I've talked, to, I've talked to thousands and thousands of fighters over the last, like, 10 years, and I've heard this many times, people say that. so I, you know, I believe
1: it. But, um... Alone. So, I mean, that, that burns in me, and that uh, kind of, like, eats at me and motivates and drives me, but the most important part of that is it made me really square up with my mental game. And we talk about it a lot in fighting. It's, like, 90% mental and 10% physical. Um. And what does everybody do? Everybody trains physically, super, super hard. We do strength and conditioning. We do, you know, not uh, obviously classes. We do you know skill based things. We do condi- like hard workouts. We do shark tanks, things like that. So everyone does all this training physically, and we kind of neglect our minds. You know, we just kind of like you either have it or you don't, which is, you know, not 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 the case. You know, our, our mind you have to you have to train it like every other part of you, and um, it made me really sit down and and examine my self-talk and, uh, my motivation and my drive and my focus and my, um, just how, how I viewed everything, how I talked to myself and how I, I can reinforce, uh, negative or positive aspects of my game purely with my own mind. So I've, I've spent a lot of time focusing on that and, uh, buckling down and making a tool of it. And I never would have done that if I hadn't lost to her. Um, or maybe I would have, but it would have been later. And I'm, I'm grateful that I learned that lesson early.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. That is, uh, that's incredible. I think you're going to go a long way. I honestly do. Uh, now, do you have a
1: boyfriend or, or any, any men in your life? Uh, no, at this time, you know, I'm, I'm really focused on, on training and focused on myself. Um, yeah, go. I mean, you could say I have men in my life because most of my teammates are, are dudes okay. <laughs> and, uh, so are you, are you on Tinder or Bumble or SoulCycle? Um, I'm actually not, and it's a uh, you know to 100 percent like honest. You know, I just don't really have time. You know, all of my energy. I usually get up, you know, around 4:30 or 5, depending on the day, so I can drive to a construction site and work, and then I drive straight from there to the gym, and then I train until like nine, you know, 8:30 nine at night, and I get home and I you know, prep and eat dinner and shower and go to sleep. Like that's my whole, that's my whole life. I don't have a whole lot to offer somebody who's not willing to, you know, be at the gym with me or be at work with me. And I kind of have a thing about like you know, work meets. It's just kind of, you
0: the
1: day, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm, we got to
0: get you an Adrian though. We got to get you a guy like to, uh, you know, that understands this that's
1: a a <laughs> guy, good looking guy. Right. I feel bad doing that to somebody honestly at this point. Um, no, to me, it's, like seriously though, I'm, I'm all about, um, my career, my, my training, my, you know, in a, in a way, um, I am dating somebody. And it's, it's myself, you know, I'm, uh, as, as selfish or weird as that sounds, it's, I'm, I'm for the first time in my life, putting myself and my goals and my dreams and my passions first. And, uh, I would never want someone else to take away from their goals and dreams and passions to support mine. I want them to support themselves and find their own happiness. And like, you know, if I can have a relationship with somebody where we can both do that, uh, where we can be independently happy um, and also bring each other happiness. Okay, great. That's perfect. That's the ideal. But uh, I lost a lot of time and a lot of emotional capital trying to be someone's everything. And, uh, I, I don't want that for anybody. I don't think anybody deserves that or, or I don't think anyone should be responsible for anyone else's like mental health and sanity and emotional health. Like we we're there to support each other. We're there to be there for each other. Um, but that, that goes without saying in my friendships too. And in my relationships with my parents or my brother, or, you know, like everyone that I interact with, I choose to interact with, it should be healthy. It should be Beneficial to both. Um, I don't really like the idea of being tied down or having someone tied down to me. Uh, it just doesn't seem doesn't seem right to me.
0: Right. So you're into like open relationships, and you know you could do your thing, and the guy could do his thing, and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. I guess. yeah <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. Um, <laughs> I, I get it. You don't have time. You don't have time. I'm just saying. It just seems like you know everybody needs some type of you know, hugging or kissing or in their lives or some type of affection, right?
1: <laughs> well, uh, so we do hug at the end of class. Like everyone goes around and like tells each other, you know, good training or thank you or whatever, and we usually kind of do like a dap up and hugs. So that's kind of cool. Um, exactly. to get my right. get course. my hugs in. <laughs>
0: sure. sure, of course. Now you, uh, I'm looking at your pictures right now. You had a pretty badass mohawk, but it was like not a real sorry half mohawk, half. Uh, what is it? What what would you call this?
1: I, I guess like non-symmetrical. I don't know. Um, it was, it's kind of funny. Uh, I asked my, my coach to do it as I, you know, shave the side of my head and he's like, sure, I guess. Um, so he did that. He actually cuts a couple people's hair at the gym. Uh, either right before fights or, you know, just, just randomly for fun, uh, kicks and giggles. And, uh, I loved it. It's something I always wanted to do, you know, something kind of, like, edgy and and out there. I've always been, like, dyeing my hair crazy colors, and for a number of years, I cut my own hair. Um, But it was always, you know, kind of between, like, scruffy-looking pixie cuts and just kind of letting it grow out and then adding in layers and stuff like that. I would never done anything that wasn't, like, traditionally feminine. And uh, so shaving, like, you know, the quarter or the side of my head uh, was something I kind of – I just really wanted to do almost for the defiance of it. And uh, I love it. Um, mm. So it's it's kind of become a bit of a tradition. Anytime somebody fights, uh, coach will recut my hair. And, like, it's just it's just like a cool thing. It's kind of a nice trust exercise, too. You know, you let somebody at your head with clippers. You're like, hey, I trust you. You got this. In the corner <laughs> of
0: one of the craziest interview people I've ever done in my life,
1: uh, Sheena Starr, <laughs> <I think laughs> she's,
0: she's awesome like that person in my life i mean she got between like the box car races to mud racing to she's like i mean it's just a bare knuckle to a record of like three and like 84 it just it just goes on and on and she's a, a this and she's a that and she's a cut person and she the uh, Hillary Clinton is a cunt. shirt. and it's just, it goes all over. I, I love her though. I, I can't help it. I, I said she should get her own reality show because I've never met anyone like that. I would I mean, watch the crap out of that show. I love Sheena. Oh my god, she's amazing. She, she's like next level. I mean, she. I. I can't. Is she. Is she really that kind of off center, or is that an actor, or what?
1: I don't think there's any part of that woman that's an act. Everything about her is so genuine, and that's what makes her so lovable, is that she's just real, and she's not afraid to say anything, whether it's going to offend you, whether it's going to make you laugh. She doesn't, like, take your feelings into account. She's going to say what she's going to say, and uh, I love her for it. Like that's She's yeah. really, truly genuine. She's uh, you know crazy energetic, and she's just got all of this I mean, I, I guess energy is the word, but she she pours that energy into everything she does. So like nothing feels half-assed with Sheena. Everything is all in all the time, full throttle, and that's yeah.
0: Oh my she's, god, she's she's an
1: inspiration. You know, like I she's awesome.
0: Yeah, she is awesome, but she's out there. Oh my god, <laughs> she's out there. That is the next. That woman, she needs her own reality show. She's I I love her too, but holy shit, she's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's like it, it's madness. It's madness. Um, So yeah, I'm looking at you. you actually like uh, you had a great, you got you got a great run. I I can't see how Victor would not sign you, right away.
1: <laughs> I mean, it it could be in the cards, you know. I don't know. It's uh, I'm open to it. I definitely wouldn't wouldn't be, you know, close to that as a, as a comp as, a, as an idea. Yeah, that would be great.
0: And then also your tattoo. Did you draw? Did you draw your tattoo yourself?
1: I did. Yeah. I I designed that. I've actually got, uh, gosh, dozens of sketchbooks everywhere. But, um, so like, you know, painting, drawing, playing music, that's kind of my, my wind down. It's my way to deal with life when I need a coping mechanism, if I'm stressed out, if I'm anxious, if I'm, you know, whatever, uh, or just frustrated, anything like that, it always pours itself out in some kind of art, whether that's music or writing or painting, you know, anything like that. Um, martial arts as one of those arts as well it's just kind of been a, a big part of me um kind of expressive for my my soul if you will and that's that's probably why i'm so connected to it and why i can't imagine living without it um it's such a big part of me but yeah i designed the the phoenix on my arm um it's got a lot of meaning for me obviously you know i mean this i guess i guess a lot of people do get tattoos like this for funsies but uh I feel like anything I put on me permanently, it's got to have a, a lot of story built into it. And so uh, obviously the Phoenix has a lot of symbolism with me. It's it's, it's my team is team Phoenix um, that I'm so fortunate to be part of. Uh, and you get the whole rising from the ashes
0: uh,
1: imagery and symbolism there. Um, there's a broken chain behind it. And that has got a lot to do with like the, the expectations and the, kind of all the all the unhealthy negative things i was allowing to control me in my life um you know whether it was expectations that i put on myself or expectations that society kind of puts on me or that my my family puts on me or or my friends or and like mo- many of them incredibly well intentioned you know you, you tell a kid you know you have so much potential you can do anything you put your mind to it. um you know th- that might push them to greatness or it might freak them out like oh wow that's like if I don't do great things and I have failed my potential and that's right. kind of a lot of stress for an eight year old, you know,
0: um, <laughs> like, yeah, I hear yeah. you. Um,
1: so it's, it's, you know, and, and that's complete, of course that's well-intentioned. You wouldn't say that to someone unless it was meant to inspire them or meant to bolster them and say like, you've got this, you know, you can do anything. You know, you, you have so much power and it's the kind of message that, uh, can, if it's taken right, is is amazing, and it's true. You know, you can do anything you put your mind to. Whoever you are, whatever you do in life, you know the the only thing between you and what you want is yourself. Um, is is a willingness to do hard work, and that's it. That is it. <laughs> like, that's very true. So, I mean, it is true, and at the same time, it's uh, it's daunting. For for i think most people um you know i'm not immune to that by any means because it means that if you don't have what you want you're also the reason you know if you if you fail it's your fault if you don't achieve what you set out for it usually means you didn't actually try um and i'm not talking about like you know straightforward things like wins and losses in a cage or on a field or you know stuff like that um but like long term life satisfaction and fulfillment. You know what I mean? Like, totally. That I, I, is in your court.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah go ahead. 100%. I, I deal with that a lot. I was just like trying to balance everything, whether it's comedy goals or career goals, but then it's also being a good husband goal and being a good father goals. Like, you know, it's all kinds of like, yeah, yeah I, I could just strictly focus on my career, but then I'm not then I'm, you know, neglecting like my kid or if I just focus on my kid all the time, just having that 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 balance is just so important. It's also really difficult, you know. Yeah. Um your nickname is Maquina Asesina. What is that?
1: <laughs> okay, so uh Maquina Asesina is Spanish for murder machine. Um yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, so the story behind that, it kind of came about, we were, I was hanging out with the team, we were doing dinner one night at somebody's house, and uh, I was saying a lot of like really kind of like innocent, innocuous statements, you know, like just random, non, like uh, not important statements. And then one of my teammates, uh, she was translating them into these like super vicious, kind of like mean spirited statements, you know, like like an anger translator. I think that was a Key and Peele skit. They were doing, and you're translating, um, and so she was. She was kind of like mimicking that, and uh, at some point, somebody was like, "You know, you're making Katie sound like a murder machine," and everybody kind of froze and looked at me, and was like, "No, no, no, don't do it!" And then, I, ah, that's gonna be your fight name. Um, and I mean, honestly, murder machine just kind of sounds douchey to me. <laughs> I love it. But <laughs> thank you. But um, so we kind of like classed it up a little bit with Spanish because I'm um, I'm half Cuban. My dad's side of the family is uh from Cuba, you know I I was born in South Dade County, Miami, which is Cuba. basically Cuba. <laughs> uh and so that was kind of like a nod to that heritage um and that culture which you know, I kind of speaks to me as well. Um and then the other half of it is um anytime uh a machine malfunctions. So like I was I was driving a really old Toyota Camry that, you know, was doing its best but on its last legs. There for a while, and uh, every now and then it would just not start, or it would just shut off like randomly. And uh, I would I would smack the dash, or I would kick it if I was sta- stood in front of the hood because I, I stood there a lot. <laughs> and owning that car, I ended up standing in front of that hood for a lot of times. But um, I would kick it or hit it, and it would like rumble back to life somehow. Like that would fix the problem. Um, and it happened, you know, if like, a DVD player isn't working, like the DVD skipping or whatever, and I would just like smack the DVD player, and suddenly it works. And so Murder Machine kind of took on a new wow, um, a new life where it's not that I'm a machine that murders things, it's that the m- machines are afraid of me because I hate them. And I, I like
0: it. You're like a Marvel
1: superhero. You can
0: yeah. My, my
1: superpower is to frighten machines into working. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. That's a great power. I was, trust me. We need that power. I need that power on my phone.
1: Right? If so I could only make batteries last longer, that would be a real there'd be a real market for that skill.
0: <laughs> yeah. So where can people follow you, Murder Machine?
1: <laughs> um they can find me on Facebook at Katie McKenna Assassina Perez. Um or on Instagram, it's uh Katie McKenna Assassina. okay. Um, those are my two main I and mean, those are really my own, my only platforms.
0: Okay. And will you like spell that so people? My, my my people are not the smartest.
1: Oh sure. Um. So Katie uh, K A T I E. Makina Asesina is M A Q U I N A, A S E S I N A. And Perez, if you're doing the Facebook one, is P E R E Z.
0: Well, thanks for coming on the
1: podcast.
0: I look forward to hearing from you. Give, make sure you don't forget us when you're like this big star and you're the big champion.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Hope to talk to you again. Anytime. Take
0: care. Well, thank you, Katie Perez, and thank you for listening to the new MA Roasted podcast uh, on Rockfin. Uh, thank you guys so much, and have a great day. Have a great life, and uh be good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,